Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. We go on a journey to discover the skills in every hero. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to our Hero Builder Podcast, where we work very hard to celebrate the heroes in everyone. And, and we've been asked repeatedly recently if we ever run out of heroes, and I don't think that's possible. I think the world is filled with ordinary people that do extraordinary things in the lives of other people. I'm here with my podcast guest and co-host, Boyd Hamlin. How are you today? Hey, I am great today, and I'm looking forward to celebrating what we've been uh, working on in the month of September, and that is Recovery Month. So talk to us, to, to us about that a little bit. Absolutely. We are here celebrating National Recovery Month, and, and what we really want to do is celebrate the process of recovery. We recognize that we recover from a myriad of things in our lives, um, not just substance abuse, not just alcohol, but life and trauma and circumstance and sometimes just daily life itself. And so to recognize that there's a, a group of people and a, and a family out there to help you walk through that process of recovery and the beauty and the hope that's on the other side of it, we just want to encourage that and celebrate that. I'm very honored today that we have a guest with us who walks that very path, has a great story to share with us, has a wonderful business that encompasses that process. So without further ado, I would love to present Ms. Katie Grimes. Hi, everyone, and thank you guys. Thank you so much. I got chills as I was listening to your opening when you talked about the question, do you get if, uh, if you ever run out of heroes? I was like, ooh, you're right. There's so many people with such unique stories, so I'm, I'm glad to share part of mine. Hi, we are honored to have you here. So, Katie, how about you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, your story? Yeah, so hi, everyone. I'm Katie Grimes, and... I have been sober for five years, and, and some of you, when you think of the word sober, you might think drugs and alcohol, right? Yep, okay, so sure, that's me. I, I definitely am sober from drugs and alcohol, though they were never really my thing. Um, what I'm sober from is actually something that is quite common that you might not even actually know is a disease, um, but it is a disease by the name of sex, love, and fantasy addiction. And so what I essentially do is I coach people. I'm a sober dating coach. And what I do is I coach people who are sober. I help them to get back out there and date or have a beautiful relationship with their existing partner and do it from a place so that they don't become addicted to love. And so let me just share really quickly what addicted to love means from my perspective. That is, Please. you know, when we, yeah, when, when we like, you know, when we do drugs or alcohol, right, we, we compulsively drink or we do drugs because we think it's going to make us feel better in the short term, right? We're distracting from work or distracting from a spouse or something. And so we drink or we do drugs and we think that that's going to make us feel better. And yet we compulsively do it and then we realize, oh, it doesn't make me feel better. And I'm also taking it out on other people. It doesn't make them feel well. Well, the same thing could be applied if you took the word drugs and alcohol out. You could add sex, you could add love, you could add the fantasy. Um, and so what I help encourage and educate people on is that this disease very much exists more so than that of alcohol and drug addiction. And so if you've ever heard of somebody cheating or having a compulsive need to watch porn or masturbate or to even just be in, on a first date with someone and they're already fantasizing about walking down the aisle with them, those are specific symptoms and characteristics that I help people that I'm working with and coaching with in my group and private courses, that they can see some of those behaviors as even though they're common, 
they're actually deflecting us from getting exactly what we want, which is to be happy and fulfilled and living in the present. You know, Katie, what a beautiful thing for you to share and to be open and, and acknowledge right, that that even exists. And I'm going to tell you that your story is proof of the very first thing we said in, in recovery is that addiction is addiction. It doesn't matter if it's shopping or heroin or love. It's the process is the same. And the need yeah. for recovery is the same. And recovery starts the moment you think, God, I have to get better. A hundred percent. And that's... And talk is, yeah, sorry. Please. Please, to cut you off. Please, go ahead. I was just going to share that, you know, I can share a part of my story, too. It's, you're right. I mean, there got to a place where, I, it's funny, I, I wrote a letter to my former self recently that made me tear up and cry, but I know a lot of you will relate to this. You know, I was perfectionist, overachiever, always striving to be loved and, and to, to get attention from people. Um, and it's because I really deep down didn't feel that I was good enough and I didn't feel loved growing up. I was growing up with a parent who had divorced. I was bullied as a young child. And then I looked different. I had glasses and braces at a really young age. And so what happened is I formed this belief that I was separate and that I was different than my peers. And so that then manifested where my, unfortunately my parents weren't in a place where they, you know, instead of brushing off my feelings, they would brush off my feelings rather than sitting with me and saying, you know, sweetie, here's what it really is and what it means about them. You know, they tried their best, but they didn't have enough tools. And so what did I do? So as I got older, I would, you know, you kind of with addiction, you either go inward and you get really lonesome and you isolate completely, or there's the other side, which was me, which was, hey, look at me, I'm bright, I'm light. I, you wouldn't be able to tell that anything was really, quote, unquote, wrong or that I was upset. Right. As, it, as you fast forward that time into high school with drugs and, and alcohol and, and sex, right, is I started when I wouldn't feel good enough. I'd go to reach for the phone and I'd call or text somebody that I knew would give me attention, right? right. And then as I got older, the stakes got higher. And it mm. wasn't until, you know, gosh, I want to say 2010, I'm on the outside, I'm looking like everything's great, Stacey. I've got a great boyfriend. He's so handsome. We've got a house. We've got cars. We've got corporate jobs. We're making good money. But I was miserable. I was, I was exercising to be skinny compulsively. I was eating to feel whole, I was spending to find joy, and I was having sex, fantasizing about what life would be like uh, either with my partner or, or without my partner so that I could just feel better about myself. And so we know that diseases are progressive, right? So what progressed yeah. was it then became emotionally abusive between the two of us, physically abusive, and then finally I just said, I've got to get some help. And so I just knew I was miserable, and I started in Al-Anon. Um, and yeah. for those of you who are listening and, and may not recognize Al-Anon, it's a program who you're affected by people who grew up, who are, are having drug or alcohol issues. Um, and I think for me, what I realized is I was dating somebody who was very similar to my mom who suffered from love addiction and from alcoholism and that it was time mm-hmm. for me to get help. And so that's where my path started. And I'll pause there, Stacey, because there's so much more to the story, but I just wanted to mm-hmm. see few there right. any kind of questions that popped up. You know, you have such a beautiful story, and I can continue this conversation with you indefinitely because I so, <laughs> I so understand where you're coming from. Just in the, It opens the door to 900 conversations. But as I listen to you, Katie, I hear words like resiliency. I hear self-compassion. I hear self-truth. I hear survivor. And as you define your childhood and you grow up and, and you've gotten to this place that you are, who do you, Katie, identify as 
a hero, a model for you in your life, why do you identify them as a hero? So a specific person you're asking, right? Yeah. Who do you, you know identify as someone that was a hero for you? Yeah. Oh, you could get me choked up. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think there's, there's particularly two women that came into my life. Um, one was my sponsor, huh? 12-step recovery. She changed my life. You know, like 10 years ago, I wanted to commit suicide. I just thought that the pain that I was going through of not feeling good enough, that nobody really cared about me. You know, they wouldn't call me back when I wanted them to. They wouldn't make the effort to spend time with me. I was constantly focused on what I didn't have and not what I did have. And what this woman did is she patted me with love and support and she treated me with such respect and she listened and she also called me on my shit. (laughs) Right. And what she taught me was the ability to not only do that loving care for myself, because she said, I'm going to love you until you learn to love yourself. But then it gave you the ability to then go sponsor other women and now coach other people who need to, to know what that feels like. And I would say that she has been my hero. I think the other women that came to mind was, you know, my grandmother who kind of said a very similar message when I was young, which is, if you don't love you, then nobody else can, honey, and you always are searching for love, so let's just teach you how to love yourself. But she didn't know how to teach me. But she, right. always, that, she always gave me that message of faith. My grandmother laid the foundation for faith and love. What my sponsor ended up doing was showed me actionable tools that I could do to go actually feel really good about myself and then go teach others. How beautiful is that? Yeah. You know, I hope your sponsor knows what she means to you. And if she doesn't, Ooh. today's a good day to let her know. I'm going to let her, let her listen. She, Dude, she let her hear. Me, I, you know, I really try to send her something at least once a month or once every couple of months where she doesn't expect it and she just knows how much she means to me because I think it's important right. to let the people in our lives know that, you know. And, Amen. Um, you know, my journey got a lot more challenging. I, I think, you know, when I, when I shared the story earlier, there was a lot of blame a lot of resentment, a lot of focus on what I didn't have. And like I said, she really taught me how to focus on what I do have, how to be of service when I'm in my own head, meaning pick up the phone and call someone else and ask them what they're doing. And the other thing she taught right. me was make sure that you're surrounding yourself with tra- safe and trusted people. Oftentimes That's we think huge. our parents are safe and trusted or people in fellowship sometimes, but they're, they're not necessarily. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll just continue part of my story here, which is, you know, when you know when somebody is by your side when shit hits the fan. And I got to tell you, in a period of 18 months, started in February of 2018, I had been going actively in recovery of Al-Anon, had gotten into a couple other programs, in, you know, for purpose of this, just so everyone's educated. There's a money program, so if you want to get your money right, if you want to get your thoughts around money right, there's also Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, so you can really understand, geez, how do I use sex or love to try to get my needs met? And so I've been actively working these programs for about seven, eight years, decided I would have a little fun like I used to, and I'd go on a ski trip with some friends and ended up being raped and sexually assaulted. And as someone who suffers from addiction and not feeling good enough, you know, it perpetuated that feeling. And so 
But then right after that, I lost one, two, three people died, and then a fourth was a best friend. She stepped away because of, of everything that had been going on with me. And my sponsor was a beautiful advocate for me to get your butt in recovery, get into those meetings, start being of service, get out of your own head. Like there was compassion for what I was going through, you guys, but there was also you either have the choice to let this kill you or have it make you go stronger. And I said to her, if, you know, I would, I would never wish this on anybody. I said, but I will go through all of that again because I laid the foundation first, Stacey and Boyd. I laid Amen. the foundation first in recovery so that when the bad stuff does happen, now I'm immediately able to go, okay, this is happening for me. It's not happening to me. Okay. How do I get my Amen. mind right? Right? Because my body recovered really quick. My mind, not so much. It took a long time. And I think being able to have a room that I could go to and work on my emotional fitness, as I like to call it, it gave yeah. me the ability to get stronger, for sure. And, um, and then, like I said, start teaching other people how to do it. So, Katie, again, as I listen to you talk, I hear the things that your mentor brought to your life. I hear, I hear love. I hear support. I hear respect. Mm-hmm. I hear calling you on your own shit. I hear those things that are so critical. So I see you model in what you do those very things that she taught you. And I commend you for modeling that and taking that and paying it forward. What a beautiful thing to do. Before we go further, can you let our listening audience know how can they connect with you? How can they be part of your services and engage in what you do? Yeah, so there's three ways. The first is I have a podcast that I put out every week that's free for you to join. It's called Anything for Love. It's on any, you know, Spotify, iTunes. So that's Anything for Love. And that's just a humorous and authentic look at recovering from sex, love, and fantasy addiction and also dating and relationships. Um, And then the second way is you can follow me either on Instagram or Facebook, and I'm at kg.katiegrimes. And I would love if you do follow me there, make sure you follow, but you also drop me a DM and you just say hi. I, I, I think that I don't really love the word following because I want to be able to build a community where I want to know what you're up to, you can know what I'm up to, and how we can help support one another. Um, Perfect. And then the third way is you can check me out on my website, katiegrimes.com. Um, if people want to inquire about private or group coaching or digital courses that I have that are really around the premises of using a lot of the principles that we talked about today so that when shit hits the fan, how do you actually come up on top and not feel so overwhelmed but instead feel really confident, really secure, really certain in who you are and what's to come? Um, And I keep the focus on your love life, but you could easily replace the word love life with anything that you just feel is up, money, career, you name it. I think that's beautiful. And I hope our listeners, again, please go back and listen to the podcast. You can always email us at herobuilder2020.com, and we can make sure that you get that contact information for Katie if you miss it some way. So i got one final question, Katie, for you. Mm-hmm. You've had some beautiful things to share with us today, girl, and I feel like mm-hmm. that I could spend some serious time talking to you. Uh, one day maybe <laughs> over some coffee, right? I would love it. I, I think that, that. We, we have a big conversation to have. But I want to know, if this was your moment, and you had an opportunity to share your statement with the world, what would your T-shirt say? My T-shirt would say, I do anything for self-love. Oh, I love that. (laughs) You want to talk about that just a little bit? Give us a little bit about I do anything for self-love. 
Yeah, so I called the podcast Anything for Love, and that is because I used to do anything for the love of other people, right? That love, that acceptance, I would do more for others than I'd ever do for myself. And when I got into recovery and I got sober from drugs and alcohol and I got sober from sex, love, and fantasy addiction, the number one thing they taught us to be able to recover and have a beautiful and fulfilling life is to do two things, self-care and do, be of service to others. But you've got to do one before you do two. And so I think my T-shirt would say, I do anything for self-love because that is really the first priority and then I can go be of service to other people. And then I feel more fulfilled. And more ha- and happier for sure. Amen. There's a there's a certain grace. There's a certain satisfaction in in helping someone else find their shine and find their way to that path. That is yeah. un, unimaginable if you get to own that feeling for just a minute. Ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, I again I want to thank you, Katie, for your time. Uh, I want to be respectful of your time, and I am so honored to have had you here with us today to share your story for honoring National Recovery Month with us. And I wish you absolutely nothing but all of you shine a very bright light, my friend. So oh, keep shining so that. Much. I really appreciate that. And I, and I want to throw something out to the group. I want to offer something free for you all. How would that be? Is that okay? Absolutely. I would like to offer your listeners a free 30-minute coaching session. So everything's confidential, but you get to talk about what's up for you, and I'll be able to help give you some resources, whether it's with me or whether it's through recovery but really be able to help you, like you said earlier, get them feeling good. That's the goal. That's the mission. So I want to I throw that out there, I'll, and they can do that by going onto my website or onto Instagram. They'll see that, you know, t- book time with Katie, and um, it'll automatically pop up right there. But I just, I'd love to do that for your community. I, wow. What a gift. See, that, that heart of service just shines in you, my friend. So I, I wish you the very best, and I can't think of any better way to close this podcast, then with you giving us one more quote. Katie, what would your T-shirt say? My T-shirt would say, I do anything for self-love. We hope that today's show has heroified you in some way. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be someone's hero. If you know a hero that we need to talk to, email us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com.